Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the AT with you and me. I'm your host, Ruben Dreiblatt, trail name Squeaks. It's been a, a long time since I've <laughs> done one of these podcasts. Last one was in Georgia while I was still hiking, but the hike is over. It's December 23rd, almost two months, more than two months since finishing the trail. And I'm here with someone who uh, can talk to me a little bit about transitioning back from the trail. We have Odie from the Hiker Yearbook. Welcome, Odie. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very fun. I'm very excited. I thought that I was honestly only going to do one more pod, uh, and I was going to do that with Rolf Potts, who's the author of Vagabonding, which was like the companion book. I think I told you about it maybe when I uh, saw you once... uh, Previously, and I, I had learned that Odie was in New York, which is why I wanted to get him on the pod because I was like, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity oh, here. Uh, hard to meet you. This is great. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I didn't get a chance to meet you on the trail uh, where most people do meet you. So yeah. uh, I had to capitalize on, on the situation. So I do try to meet yeah. every single hiker. Like, that's an actual goal of mine. <laughs> and I, I know it's impossible, but like, yeah. I, I move through the trail so quickly back and forth with the intent of trying to meet every single hiker. And I probably do meet fifteen hundred hikers a year. Fifteen out of out how of about many? three to four thousand. Three true, to four true thousand attempters. True attempters every yeah. year. See, I say I break it down. Um, they say about five thousand people attempt a through hike. Right. I don't. I don't. I think that's an inflated number because five thousand people do say they're going to through hike. Sure. But let's get the numbers down to about three thousand that make it over five hundred miles. Okay. And then so I say those are true attempters. Right. Attempters. Yeah. Five hundred miles certainly. Yeah. That's yeah. And then you have injury and finances and right. problems at home and stuff like that. But sure. if, if you've done 500 miles, then you have made a through-hike attempt for sure. You mm. know, um, Of the 5,000 people that start, many get off in 30 miles. And that's great because they started. Right. And that's <laughs> right. very important. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because out of the ones that start, there are so many more that say they're going to that never take one step. Mm. So I'm not downplaying the ones that only make it 30 miles. Sure. That's amazing. But um, I'd say there's about 3,000 true attempters on the trail each year. Interesting. Yeah, this, I already see there's ones talking up about, you know, starting 2020, March 2020, I'll be on the two, uh, 2022, I'll be on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and We're all still stuck in 2020. Yeah, I know. Uh, 2021 <laughs> is coming to an end. It's, uh, it's wild. Here we are. I don't know. It's, it's just nuts being back post-trail even crazier doing like this podcast this podcast was meant to be like very much on trail mm-hmm. talking with hikers talking about how it's feeling on the trail and i told this to you also you know the first time uh that i saw you last week that it almost feels like a dream like uh the the trail it's didn't have it yeah yeah it's yeah. oh it's it's more than starting i mean it is yeah. uh, i don't know how do you well touching on post trail yeah, reckon um, with that so what has happened to you? Mm, um, please tell me, doctor. That, give, me the, uh, <laughs> give me the diagnosis. You, as a, as a brand new hiker, your first day on the trail, you, you were thinking, okay, I'm going out here for either an adventure or maybe I have some issues that I would like to work through. Sure. Maybe I would like to Both. grow in life and expand yeah. my horizons. So you have all these expectations. Mm-hmm. And then whatever you're expecting, it, there's the trail happens. Right. So when you're on trail, you begin to eat high calories and, and um, high fatty foods and things like that. Right. But you also drink plenty of water. Lots so you're water. drinking three liters a day, four liters a day, Certainly. you know, um, anything you can get. And it's good water. It's straight oh, ground water. Yes, come on. So, and then you're getting plenty of sunshine uh-huh. and plenty of exercise 
and plenty of social interaction. Yes. You would say that the hikers around you are basically family. Yes. Like if you were walking in a, down the street in town and you saw someone with a backpack and you'd never seen them before in your life, <laughs> you're willing to share a hotel room with them. <laughs> like yes. it's just yes. instant family. Right. So after all of this experience happens and then you, you make it or, or you don't or you, you, you made it to the completion of your journey. Right. right. You go home and immediately that day, stop drinking water. Stop getting sunshine. Stop exercising regularly. Stop the social interaction. And it, it, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. And, yeah. and you don't really notice the cause. All you know is that your body is starting to dehydrate. You're not feeling well. All you want to do is sit inside. You get very depressed. Um, everything is, just drops. And you're like, why mm. am I like this? Because I just experienced the greatest thing in my life. Right. And the thing is that like, um, you've taken away all that incredible things that your body craves. You've taken away the water, sunshine, social interaction, and exercise. Exercise. And um, so my main advice for hikers when they get off trail is continue to drink one to two liters of water a day. Mm. Continue to go outside as much as possible and continue to reach out to your hiker family. Mm. And that's extremely important. Um, I will say that there are suicides from the long distance hiking community Every single year that mm. I've been doing this, this mm. is now eight years of my life, and for eight years there has been a long-distance hiker who committed suicide in the winter. Mm. And I, I, I can't touch on why these are happening, but um, but that's my biggest thing. It's like right. drink your water, get your exercise, go outside, and right. reach out to your family. Yeah, well said. I mean, I you know you put it into words that uh, I had you know thought a little of coming back and I, I tried to anticipate it, you know, so I wouldn't just be, you know, shocked at the transition. Yeah. But when I got yeah, done yeah. with my through hike, I went home to my parents' house and I <laughs> sat in a dark bedroom for two months. And it was through that depression um, period that I came up with the yearbook though, because mm. I was, um, I was obsessively online trying to find all my friends. Right. But my friend's name were squirrel, um, <laughs> Aristotle. So I got online and I Google Aristotle and <laughs> yeah, some other dude uh, yeah. comes up. Yeah, know? different like, guy. He's not even a through hiker. <laughs> no. no. So, um, More of a mind guy. And I said there's got to be a way for hikers to be able to reach out to the ones that they um, knew and loved on the trail mm. by only knowing a trail name. So I called up the Appalachian Trail Conservancy and I said, well, you have the book. Mm. What's the access to that book um, as far as like hikers being able to reach out can someone just look up squirrel right and they said well no they have to physically come in and then they have to go through the book which is not in alphabetical order oh. um which is wonderful that the atc has kept this data right unfortunately they dropped their dropped the ball in 2020 and 2021 yeah. they, they began to pick it back up in 2021 but but their data dropped yeah um and that's fine we're going to move forward yeah. that's what hikers do we move forward right um but i said okay well i think i have a better way mm -hmm. um we should do it like this and, for, and do a printed book. And then they basically said, well, if, if you would like to give that a shot, then that's up to you, but we're going to continue doing it this way. And I said, okay, great, let's do this. So I called a couple friends and I said, I think I have a way for hikers to reconnect after the trail, mm. but it's a long shot. And um, so it was two weeks before trail days in 2014. Um, and we literally threw trail days together I got a photo booth. We got a bunch of candy. We went in there, and I was literally on the streets telling people, I have this great idea. Yeah. I'm going to reconnect you after the trail. Yeah. And all of the hikers were like, what are you talking about? These are my best friends. We're yeah. going to know them forever. Yeah. 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 We don't have a problem. Yeah, I'll never and, forget. 
And so it was a slow start. Yeah. Um, and But then the book really did start doing what I dreamed for it to do. Right. Um, um, a lot of hikers have, have sent me messages and said, like, you know, I hiked with this person for two weeks. I had zero contact information, including right. the real name. And, you know, now we're living together. In the That's same, amazing. You know, whatever. And, That's really incredible. Um, I had one guy, he came up and said that his wife, mm. that he actually had only seen her on the trail a couple times. She had gotten off for an injury, and then she was doing some trail magic. And he said that he absolutely fell in love with her, but he never got her a real name. So it was through the yearbook that he contacted oh. her. They started dating and then got wow. married. So, wow, that's you know, incredible. That that connection was what I wanted to give to the trail. Sure. And I'm, I'm just blessed that all this worked out. That's an, ama- it's an amazing story. Um, yeah, I mean, that connection is what the trail is all about. So you kind of captured a little piece of the trail and right. brought it into the, the print space. Right. That's so amazing. So you first thru-hiked in, in 2014? 13. 2013. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what compelled you to do the trail? Um, so I'm a military veteran, mm-hmm. and I got out of the military and didn't adapt so well. I couldn't hold a job. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I, I felt like my standards were just so high that um, I annoyed all the other workers. <laughs> and um, either way, so I started my own company, and I started a, uh, a lawn care company. Okay. Which was very successful because I'm a hard worker. But I noticed one day out of the blue, I was like, my phone only rings when a customer calls me. Mm. Um, I have no time to myself. I'm working like a, just insanely. And my brother actually told me about the Appalachian Trail. He said, hey, there's this trail. People hike for like a year. Mm. And I was like, no way. Like, what is this? And he was like, yeah, but, you know, only the people that can find the time could do it. And I said, well, if I sold my lawn care company, I could do this. I'd never backpack a day in my life. And um, I tell people that it honestly was a, um, was in lieu of just wrecking my life because I was at the point that I was just done. I didn't want to have my lawn care company anymore. Mm. I didn't want the life that I was living and I was just about to throw it away. Mm. And, but in all honesty, hiking the trail was exactly that. Mm. I threw away the old life and I started following the white blazes. And then, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the people around me. And um, I grew a lot as a person and realized that life is not about making money and, you know, uh, just running the system. That's that's not what it is. You don't, you're not supposed to live, pay taxes, and die. You should <laughs> yeah. do that for a portion of your life. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, yeah, be yeah. a productive member of society. Yeah, definitely. But you are the accumulation of all of your ancestors. Like, you are a spark of life, and that spark is a twinkling up an eye mm. so chase your dreams and and oh, i didn't know that until i was 30 years old mm. i found that out on the appalachian trail mm. it's a it's an amazing period of discovery it's uh it kind of is conducive to those uh those record those those realizations right you know yeah i don't know who said this but they they said you live two lives and the second one starts when you realize the first one will you're going to die basically. yeah it's uh, confucius yeah, what is he? What is this quote? Do you know it? Uh, that that's yeah, that's basically it. Uh, like he lived. I, I I've heard of like a variation on it, which was that uh, you live. Uh, well, that's really it's more the variation is really about more people remembering you. But no, the Confucius quote is that you live two lives, and uh, the second one begins when you realize uh, 
the first one you really are going to die yeah 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 <laughs> I really didn't do the best job with that one but uh, it is Confucius I definitely know it because I actually have a quote book over there so and I, cool. I think I read it in that one um, so I, yeah I don't know I mean I kind of went through what you went through a bit uh, coming back a little bit of that depression and like what is happening and everything the ripping off of the band-aid um but at the same time the trail was similarly a, a period of great realization and i learned about myself and what i wanted to pursue coming back and mm-hmm. i feel like i've tried to do that to a certain degree but um yeah i don't know it was such a simple way of life uh, on the trail and it's so hard now being back there's just so much more going on <laughs> that's really c- right. c- coming in at the sides that you can't just wake up and do you know 15 20 miles and be like oh you know i yeah i, 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 I did what i needed to do i we i literally made it further <laughs> like i am further north than i was i mm-hmm. I, I did what i needed to do uh if the trail else, taught you anything yeah. is like as long as you work on it every day and mm-hmm. and sometimes you take zeros, but that zero in some way is working on it. Right. But you, rest you, you have to work on it every day. You can't you can't just stay in town. Forever, right. You know? Right. The towns are great. They are great. Yeah. The, the beers flow and the burgers are great, but eventually <laughs> you got to put them down and head north. And I think when you get in town, it's it's mm-hmm. um, and you're not on trail anymore. Yeah. You kind of lose that a little bit, but it's it's instilled in you now that you have the ability to work on something every right. day. Right, right. It's just, you know, the working on it can sometimes be a little, it's a little less clear, you know, yeah. it's not as, yeah. there's a beauty of just one foot in front of the other, as opposed to like, oh, like today I was sending out thank you cards for the AT, uh, cleaning up the apartment, I had to do laundry, did some shopping, you know, it's just like all these other like thank regular you. tasks, like, yeah. you know, mundane, you know, maybe not even <laughs> so mundane, but it's just, uh, it's just all this other nonsense. Um, so, uh, you know, you were doing this, this tree business, uh, side hustle for the last month or so, uh, right. which we talked about a little, um, so I sell Christmas trees in Harlem yeah, for the month of December. And, um, so the yearbook financially, I've never looked at it as a business, but financially, obviously it's not going to make a lot of money. Mm. Um, 2020 was, um, a very crushing year financially. And I knew it was going to be. Sure. I felt a responsibility to produce a hiker yearbook in 2020. Um, I feel like, you know, the trail provides. When the ATC could not, because they had to um, implement um, their standards for the the, uh, pandemic that we were going through. Right. And because of this, they were not recommending through hiking. And because they were not recommending through hiking, they just couldn't collect the data on who through hiked. They just simply couldn't. Right. Um, And I don't fault them for that. But... The data needed to be collected, and there I was in the place to do it, mm. and also to support the hikers that stayed on the trail. Um, but in the end, you know, I only sold three hundred books. <laughs> so, um, so financially, I, t- I took a, a quite the hit. Um, but as the trail provides, I get a phone call, and they said, "Hey, do you want to sell Christmas trees?" in New York and make, you know, a little bit of money. That, mm-hmm. And then, yeah. so I said, yes. Sure. And that money will cover an Airbnb and all of my food for four months while designing the yearbook. 
So, um, works out, you know, the, the whole, you just got to find a way, you know, there's, there's a mountain in front of you and there's no way around. <laughs> so find a way up. There's a big Christmas tree in front of you. Yeah. Just gotta... so I can carry Christmas trees on the streets of Harlem <laughs> to, to follow my dreams. So was it a, it was a hiker who reached out to you about it this was, tree gig? It was or? actually uh, Rob Bird. He has the Casper van. He's a trail angel near um, the Irwin area. Or okay. Irwin in Connecticut. Cause what he does every year, he does trail magic in his home and then he rents a place in Connecticut. Um, and does trail magic again. So, Interesting. So he's on the trail twice, but Irwin, Tennessee, and Connecticut. And wow. Connecticut, yeah. yeah. Drastically um, different area. It was funny because last year, um, I was like stressed out of my mind. I didn't have a place to live. Um, you know, like I am homeless. I, you know, I'm, I call myself locationally independent. But the fact of the matter is, I need a place with internet, yeah. you know, to be able to produce these books every right. year. So I'm just like racking my brain. What am I going to do? Like, someone please help me. And then. Rob Bird calls me up. He says, "Hey, there's this job for a month where you can you could go work and then you know whatever." And I said, "No, I don't, I simply don't have time. Mm-hmm. I got to get this yearbook done. Right. If I don't get this yearbook done for the class 2020. Like it all fails. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a must." And he said, "Do you have any money?" I said, "No, I don't have any money." He said, "Well, then go to work." <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mr. Bird. <laughs> Plain terms. So um, he did that. So I, I did the trees in 2020, and then again in uh, 2021. 2020 also in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nice. Well, same spot. Same spot. Oh, so that's cool. My, my okay. second year in Harlem. Oh, look at that. Second time. Uh, it did, and then once I got the work done for a month, it did push everything back. But once I got the work done for a month, mm. it covers four months Airbnb, four months of food. And um, there we go. Safety supplies, whatever yeah. I need. <laughs> so where uh, where are you going to be doing this Airbnb? Where have you I thought about get, that? So um, I have a anywhere. girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Look at um, you. Yeah. So I'm excited about her and she lives in uh, Lancaster, PA. Okay. So I'm trying to get a place in Lancaster, PA to be near her. Cool. There's a cool guy uh, who I hiked with on the trail. Maybe you met him, Delicate Flower. He was hiking with his dog, Timber. He's yes. From, yeah, he's yeah. from Lancaster. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Reach out. I'm still yeah. looking for a place. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I did an episode of the podcast with him up in Maine. Oh, cool. Uh, we were hiking. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, wow. All right. Yeah, Lancaster, PA. I've never been out there. The the guy who I did the trail with, my buddy, Stephen Bresson, he was the co-host of the pod. He's from uh, Port Allegheny, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think they were like half an hour from each other. I love Pennsylvania. Do, do you yeah. know that it has two rocks for every dirt? Only after Duncannon, of course. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do you think about, I, I spent the whole episode talking about that, but uh, Pennsylvania's reputation, do you think it's unfair? Oh, no. No. Well, the first... Okay. It's only 25% of Pennsylvania that's actually really rocky. Great. But that 25% is bad enough to say all of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, I blame all of Pennsylvania all of for north of Duncannon. <laughs> um, in truthfulness, though, a lot of Pennsylvania, you're hiking through farmland. Yeah. Flat, yeah. You are. You know? Very flat. Yeah. Um, and gorgeous. But, uh, yeah, there's rocks, snakes, and a little bit of water. And that's what you get. And The water is Do you know brutal. why? Brutal. Do you know why it's so rocky? That's the front teal of the glacier. When the glacier was coming down and pushing, Mm. that's as far as it got. And then it retreated. So all of that stone was actually the the bed, the solid rock bed Mm. that that had been tealed up from the glacier. Interesting. And then that's where it stopped and then it retreated back. That is very interesting. Leaving what's there. uh, Mm. Yeah, Katahdin stands alone because of that reason. Um, Katahdin is literally a solid piece of granite Mm. that the glacier... um, did not shear. Went um, around? 
if you, you look back in history, that area would have been covered in mountains. There was plenty of Appalachian Mountains, mm-hmm. um, but Katahdin survived the glacier push. Yeah. Epic. Nicole. Even even more epic. All right. It's like, how can we make Katahdin even more epic? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a funny feeling because I did the, I did the flip flop. You sounds like you went Nobo from uh, Springer to Katahdin when you mm-hmm. did your throwback. I did the flip flop from Shenandoah. So when I was up on Katahdin, I, my journey was not done. I was around people who wore done. Uh, and then I flipped back down and finished my own hike. But um, I don't know, some of the... I wouldn't say the epicness was lost on me, but it was certainly epic, but it was just uh, maybe a little less monumental, right? Yeah, because yeah. that wasn't done. How, you know, how I was Springer? I, re- I really liked ending on Springer, honestly. Did you cry? Um, I, did, I wouldn't say I cried, but I didn't cry. I don't know if I would have cried on Katahdin. Yeah, I cried. Uh, you cried on Katahdin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I cried a little. I, 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 I yelped for joy as I went uh, down the falls and through the archway. I um, I walked to Katahdin like a child walking to his father getting in trouble because I was like, you're going to make me go to my room and not let me play with my friends anymore. And, and he did. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> did you go over um, up and over Knife's Edge too? I, I did that uh, this year and, oh, two, okay. and two years ago. I didn't on my through hike, yeah. but I did it um, this year and then a couple years ago. And a couple years ago when I did no I was actually in 2020 I did it with Blueberry um, he and I I hiked it was his finishing mm. and I was just blessed to be able to hike with him on his finish and I told him I said we can try to go over Knife's Edge but the problem is that that empties into a parking lot where everybody's camping and nobody's leaving and it's a I think it's a 20 mile dirt road yeah. so it's unhitchhikable right. so I said the only way to do that is to ask everybody if they're going to leave from that side. Right. So we did that. And these two um, ladies were like, yeah, we're, we're leaving from that side if you'd like to hike with us. <laughs> and they didn't know how much help we were going to be for them because uh, yeah. there's one part where it's like you just have to rock climb. Like you're going down this like insane area. And one of the ladies, unfortunately, she froze up. She just she got the fear got inside of her. Yeah. She wasn't able to take the next step. So Blueberry being the hero that he is climbed up and literally grabbed her feet and then I went above her and I grabbed her backpack and he was below her placing her feet on each step and we physically got her down that mountain. Wow. And uh, so then they gave us a ride back into town. Yeah. (laughs) At least they could do it. Trail provides. The trail provides. Holy moly. That, that must have been an incredible sight. Uh, if there was a third, just sort of someone watching you guys move this woman down. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, you know, you spoke about stepping up 2020 and 2021 uh, during the pandemic when the ATC, you know, they had their stance, so they weren't going to be keeping track. Uh, it's part of the reason I didn't get a hang tag until finishing up. Um, how else did COVID change? Through hiking, obviously, we're seeing another spike now. Hopefully, it's like the last wave. I can't really handle anymore. Oh, dear <laughs> Lord, just just get vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Get the vaccine, get the booster. So, how how has it changed? I mean, you know, at the beginning of my through hike, I wasn't vaccinated because I was I started April 11th and mm-hmm. I, I hadn't been able to get it yet. I got it on trail in Pennsylvania. Um, but at the beginning, you know, it, it affected. It. I was like a little wary to go into the shelters, big mm-hmm. groups of people especially these nobos who were a little more grizzled yeah. and dirty. and um, So in 2020, the ATC was recommending everybody cancel their hike. Right. Um, what I don't think that they understood as, as a um, 
conservancy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they didn't understand that there were people that didn't have a home to go to. They were through hiking because they had just come back from war. They had lost a family member um, to whatever reason, uh, divorce. Um, um, just there were things that happened in people's lives where they said, I'm going to hike the Appalachian Trail or die. Mm. And when you say go home to someone that's going to hike the Appalachian Trail <laughs> or die, right. then that's a horrible thing to say to them. Yeah. Um, they, they pushed to get the numbers down dramatically, which I was a fan of and assisted. Um, in the beginning, I was helping a lot of people get off the trail. I, I felt that most people should go home. Right. Um, I used the word most right. because there were some that can't go home that were home. Right. And for those, they needed the assistance to go through. Right. Um, I called uh, 2020, um, 1980 with Wi-Fi. I'd say there was about 400 people compared yeah. to the 3,000, which was manageable. Right. Um, the town stays were completely different. Um, right. It's common for a hiker to go into town and sit in front of the post office and explode their package and just sit there for hours. Right, and right. It wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, the hikers had to go into town, they had to get their stuff, and they had to leave. And so it was a more on-trail experience. You saw you know, a lot of people uh, camping next to the trailheads mm. in town instead of going to the hostels, right. things like that. Some of the hostels did stay open, but... There was a dramatic change um, on the trail. However, hikers hike. So with all of these um, things that were set in front of them, these obstacles, mm. they, they accomplished it. They did it. They did through hike in 2020. Unfortunately, the ATC's data is not going to rec- recognize that. Right. And, and that's fine. They, they, they are a conservancy. They're not a person. Right, right. Um, I... The hiker yearbook. I am a person, so <laughs> I have do more heart. Yeah, for, um, for those. Yeah, and well said. So twenty twenty was was dramatically different. Twenty twenty one, things were starting to come back to normal. However, they were still a little bit different. All the hostels were open. The shuttle drivers were back and running. Right. Um, most of your shuttle drivers are elderly. Yeah, um, I if you think about it. So in twenty twenty, there wasn't shuttle drivers because they they could not safely do it. But I'll tell you, they wanted to. Mm. They really wanted to. And some of them did on a much smaller scale because they love it. Right. They love seeing these people on the spiritual journey and giving them rides and things like that. Right. So 2021, it started to come back. However, mm. the world's changed forever. Um, no doubt. There's, there's no doubt about that. We've, we've changed forever. Um, so the trail has changed. Um, the way we do things on trail has changed. And But one thing that 2020 showed, I've said this for years. I said hikers hike. And... People have asked, like, is that a call to action? Is that, like, a, a slant to those that, like, get on trail and don't hike? You know, like, like what is Hiker's Hike? And I said, sure. that's, it's a beginning and end statement. Yeah. It's, um, you know, in 2020, it wasn't Hiker's Hike, comma, but there's a pandemic and now blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. It was simply Hiker's Hike. Right. And 2020 proved that. Right. Um, and, I mean... I don't. I really, honestly think this trail is going to be hiked every single year mm. by at least one person or more oh. for eternity. Certainly, I, yeah. I truly believe that in my heart, and that is dependent, of course, on the volunteers. Um, sure. To be a hiker, that's just sure. that's just walking in the woods. But to be a volunteer, giving your time to the trail, things like that. Um, that's why we have a trail. Yeah. We have hikers because we have a trail. We have a trail because we have volunteers, um, and that's important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the volunteers worked through 2020. They worked through 2021. Um, and I feel like they, they would work through any natural disaster or pandemic or whatever because there's a passion here. And that that passion supersedes any 
um, calamity that we might face. Mm. And thank God for that. I mean, we need the volunteers more than ever, right? I mean, oh, yes. With more and more people doing the trail. There are 31 uh, trail clubs. You should be a member of at least one. Yeah, you know, I'm going to join the New York chapter. I will chapter. say you yeah. join New York. Come on, Harriman New York, New Jersey. Mountain. My yeah. good friend Mo, he's yeah. in there. So okay, there we go. take you under his Mo. wing. Um, do you know Happy? Happy on the trail? Yes, you too. Happy. So he's right around the New York area right now. Oh yeah, because um, he cool. he flipped up to Katad. Oh, he's then, on trail right he's now. He's on trail. He's finishing up because he tore Somebody his. Somebody get that man a jacket. I know. <laughs> what is he doing? But he started Jan one too. He's literally gonna, he's going to finish a full in like a full calendar year. If I was hiking right now, I would just boil my water to have hot water. I know, it's so cold. <laughs> I can't imagine being out there. But the colors in the picture, I mean, his his videos are incredible. Oh, like, I'm sure. It's great. It's so it's yeah. beyond gorgeous. I'm glad people like him do that so I can Google the photos. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know he's like in the North Jersey area, but uh, maybe we'll go visit him. Um, so you said that, you know, the Hiker Yearbook, or I, I got the, you know, the inclination, the Hiker Yearbook is coming to an end. Yes. It's So the it's coming to an end for me. For you, for okay. me. Um, I've worked for eight years to give the Hiker Yearbook Project to the Appalachian Trail. I've never looked at it as a business. I looked at it as a way to reconnect hikers after the trail. Right. The Appalachian Trail Museum is t- is going to start their first annual Hiker Yearbook Project next year. Very nice. So what I'm doing is I'm going to volunteer for the Appalachian Trail Museum okay. for about a year or two. Cool. Um, in order to make sure that their project is started strong and, and correctly with right. the knowledge that I've gained. Sure. Um, I hope in my heart that the Hiker Yearbook Project will long outlive me. Right. Um, I believe I was called to create it, and now I believe that I was called to give it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only way. If I want to keep it, then I have to give it away. It's not sustainable for me to be doing this right. when I'm 50 and 60 years old. <laughs> However, it is sustainable for the Appalachian Trail Museum to be doing it for a hundred years. Sure. Um, so it's with great honor that I am um, um, going to be assisting them in their first annual hiker yearbook project. That's right. Really I'm not cool. selling them the project. It's not for sale. Right. Um, I am simply dissolving my LLC that I have and then assisting them in starting their first. So the, the spirit of the project is moving on. Nice. And I'm very excited about that. I That's think, awesome. I think the museum is the right place for it. Sure. They are a nonprofit. They are a standalone entity. They're not connected to trail clubs or the ATC. Um, they, are, they are their own thing with the driven mission to preserve the history of the trail. Mm. And they did see the Hiker Yearbook as a historical record produced yearly. Sure. And it was something that they wanted to, they would be willing to take on. That's very so cool. talking to Larry Luxenberg and a few of the other board members, um, uh, Julie there, she's the manager. Um, they're, they're very excited about um, starting their first annual. So I'm, I'm very careful about not using the words taking over the right. hiker yearbook because right. there is no, there's not going to be a transition between, right. I'm not selling them a business, I'm right. not giving them a project, I am simply ending my project right. and they are starting and they're their starting own. starting their own. Right. Yeah. With, Which, yeah. Similar so, intention. Exactly. Hopefully. So the spirit, and I kept the yeah. book simple. Um, yeah, you know, I, I flipped through them at hostels, but, and I yeah. submitted my information uh, to the new one. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy it. No doubt about it's, it. So. Uh, it's picture, trail name, real name, and, and contact info. Yeah. That's all it is. It's and it's become, yearbook, yeah. it's become quite bigger than that. And a lot of people have said, you know, oh, sell ads. And I don't care about making money. Ads. And I don't want to cheapen the project by selling Definitely. ads. No, please. So, God, I hate yeah. that model. Is no, no. I've had several businesses message me and like, yeah. oh, my God, please. We'll give you $1,000. And I don't want yeah. your $1,000. I want to reconnect hikers after the trail. Right. I'm not making money. I'm making memories. 
And because of eight years of that hardcore stance, mm. I'm very easily able to pass this off to the Appalachian Trail Museum and say, you owe nobody nothing. Right. There have been no agreements right. with businesses. There's, There's no, no attachments. Right. It right. is 100% pure. And well I, I pray they keep it that way. If they add, put ads in the future or whatever, that's, that's fine, as long as they keep the spirit of the project um, going. But it was important for me to not um, collect on that um, that financial income because it would hinder the the passing on. And sure. like I said, I started this project to give it to the trail, not not to keep it for myself. Mm. The trail thanks you for it. It's, uh, it's well, awesome they, looking at they, it. They have. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I have it's lived right, an incredible out. life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that- <laughs> The trail will continue to provide you with great things, I'm sure. I, I couldn't afford to eat, and I ate like a king. There like, it was the strangest thing. There we go. Like, I'm homeless with 100 beds. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. Thank you to the whole trail community. When are you going to write the book? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or someone writes the book on you, I mean. <laughs> so here's how I did it. <laughs> yeah. The hiker yearbook is just a picture of you. My yearbook. <laughs> my trail. Um... So, you know, I saw in your Instagram bio also you have this uh, sort of this campaign. Uh, this was was this a way to raise money for the book as well? Uh, this the T-shirt. Um, it's called uh, A Grinding Noise is Bad. Oh, yeah. so the Hiker Yearbook School Bus, which yes. is um, what I, I've traveled the trail for six years in the in the school bus. In the school bus. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of wear and tear. I've, I've kept the maintenance very high because um, the hikers that have ridden with me, I've never charged anyone, but I give rides in and out of town constantly. Um, so I, it's a sh- it's a shuttle. It's basically it's my home. It's that, your home, right when yeah, you're that I, doing that it. I give rides to hikers for free um, in and out of town. But I've kept the maintenance very high because I know that when these hikers get in the vehicle with me, they're trusting me with their lives, sure. and so I've always maintained the vehicle. However, transmissions blow, <laughs> so I got down. I was almost home i was three hours from my parents house that's what i call home mm-hmm. um and the transmission completely blew so it was a three thousand dollar project and like i said i never recovered from 20 i had to do 2020 produce the book and pay for that a lot of that's on my credit card and then complete 2021 on trail all the gas money all the food yeah all the, it's a lot. so i was done and I, right. I said well i don't even have a credit card to put this on like yeah. like this vehicle's just going to sit on the side of the road and um um nimble will nomad who's the oldest person to through hike this year yep um um i called him and i was just kind of complaining i was like i just don't know what to do and he said well i sold t-shirts to to help me with my hike why don't you get online and try selling t-shirts Okay, mm-hmm. so I took a picture of the bus while it was on the, the tow truck and said, um, it says underneath the picture, it says, I, I helped put a transmission on this bus and all I got was this t-shirt. <laughs> and we sold $2,000 worth of t-shirts. There we go. And it paid for the transmission. Incredible. And, and got it going. And, you know, I, I hated to do that, but, but um, there's, there's a thing about being proud and there's a thing about asking for help when you need it. And I've never, I've never gone to the community and said I needed help for, I would like to buy burgers and whatever. Mm. But when I did truly need the help, I, would, I was able to go to the community and say, hey, I need help with this thing here. And the community just immediately helped me. So, yeah, we sold T-shirts to pay for a transmission. That's awesome. <laughs> because I'll need the bus next year. Yeah, without, yeah. without a doubt. Even, even though I'm not doing the project for myself, um, I'll be going to all of the festivals representing the museum. Okay. And I want to do that in the school bus. Yeah, sure. Come so, on. Of course. Yeah. It's iconic. 
And um, so now that the community has paid for the transmission, I totally feel in my heart that the bus belongs to the community. And um, once I am done with it, it'll be transitioning in some way to the community. I, I'm never going to sell the bus mm. or, or anything like that. Uh, the bus belongs to the hiker community. A mobile museum, maybe. Yeah. Something. Like that. something. Yeah. yeah. It'll go to a hostel. Maybe it'll go to the museum. I don't know. That'd be cool. But, a, mo- a mobile hostel, maybe. You know, yeah. <laughs> Stack some bunks, bunks in there. <laughs> Four hikers in the back. Uh, at the cookie lady uh i never met the old cookie lady but the the new family that took it over they have like a little bus in the driveway with two bunks in it that you can sleep in there a little bus oh cool uh, i never which, met the new family which i did yeah the new, i mean yeah i would have loved to have met the the older couple who yeah. did it for so long yeah but she's still alive yeah they There's, just handed it off yeah, to them there was rumors that she passed she didn't pass she's, she's yeah. just very, very elderly right retired yeah. she gave cookies to i don't know 50,000 hikers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the new family is keeping on the tradition with the blueberries and the cookies and yeah. the whole thing. So, oh, yeah. For blueberries. Oh, yeah. 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 The blueberries are crazy. Yeah. I love angels. Uh, the I trail angels. angels. I know. And you, I use that term, you know, I, I use, I used to use all this terminology when I was on trail talking about miles and trail angels and things like that. And you get back and like, some of it comes back in normal conversation or you're telling someone about the trail, they're like, what's a trail angel? Like, what is, what are you even talking about? It's like, it just, I, unprecedented generosity. I don't know, waves of generosity. Yeah. It's like, like you've never experienced that. Uh, it's, it's so hard to articulate it to people uh, in the, in the quote unquote real world. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like distinction of real world, the trail, real world. How do you, how do you the, see that? The trail is different than, than society. Mm. That, that much is true. But the trail is a representation of all society. You know what's really cool? One thing you don't see in town is the uh, older groups hanging out with the younger groups. Um, the, mm. the, but on trail, it's nothing to see a 70-year-old hanging out with an 18-year-old. Right. Best friends, even. Right. That's the uh, separation between uh, age, religion, things like that. They, they just happen naturally mm. in society. And on trail, they just go away. Right, it just like, blends everything. Blends. Like I'd, I'd love to learn about your religion. Right. You know, on, on trail, right. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an open thing. Like, okay, you're, right. you're Jewish, Muslim, right. Christian. And you'll sit there and be like, oh, okay, well, it's cool because we believe this. And right. Like, oh, you believe that. But yet in society, <laughs> that would turn into an argument. Right. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean your God is not as big as my God? I know. So Peaceful discussions just yeah. uh, deteriorate. And, so there is a difference. I, I think that... Um, it's the time, you know, it's mm. that set aside time that um, everyone has. So in this magical bubble of time, you're more accepting, you're more things like that. And then um, when you're off trail, you don't have that time anymore um, to sit with someone and get to know them the mm. way that you would on trail. Um, so it's, I just, I don't know. It's that magic gift of six months of time. I hope that you get twice, get mm. that twice in your life. And I hope that everybody gets it at least once. Yeah. Maybe the next next block will be the PCT or the CDT. You never know. Just keep hiking. Just keep hiking. You did so. You did the uh, a hiker yearbook for the PCT. I saw for I've a couple done years. Hiker too. yearbook for the PCT for three years. For three years. That's you, been a very tough stretch, but um, but I've I've kept it going, and it'll be it'll be going this year. I'm I'm doing a PCT hiker yearbook this year. I'd love to through hike the PCT next year. Yeah. So have you? So you've through hiked the whole PCT? No, well. I've done nine hundred miles in sections. Okay. Um, I'd love to through hike it, but I've done nine hundred miles in sections. And the CDT? No, have you done no, that? I haven't touched the CDT. Never touched I'd, I'd like to do the CDT. Yeah. In future triple crowner? Or? No, 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 no. I don't see myself being a triple crowner. Why not? Um, 
I don't know. Is it, the CDT scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Too many bears. The, I, the more watched, dangerous bears. I watched not black a documentary bears. where they were drinking slop water, and I was like, Oof. but I'm so spoiled. I want my spring water. Yeah, yeah my nice um, mountain water. Me and my girlfriend plan on doing the Penhody Trail in Alabama. Sure, in, yeah. In April. Okay. So that's exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that ends at uh, Nimblewill. Yeah, yeah. Nimblewill's house. <laughs> yeah, he's the caretaker of Flag Mountain. So he did the trail this year, the oldest ever, and Little Man, the youngest ever, who I hiked with, did the trail this year. Also did the trail this year, yeah. What do you think uh, was about 2021? Just the centennial of the idea? Drew everybody, or what yeah, happened? I, yeah, I don't know. I think everybody just got on the trail this year. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> However, uh, Little Man, I do want to point this out, that there was a female that hiked that's a little younger than Little Man. Oh, um, I, but she didn't really because it was 2020, so they weren't able to really promote it. Mm. You know? um, but that being said, there shouldn't be a competition for the youngest. Yes, definitely a competition for the oldest. But we should we should <laughs> admire those with yeah. youth that are able to complete it. Sure. And uh, little man was how incredible, amazing, yeah. very nice family. Yeah. Um, Nimble, well, how he was 80, 83 years old. Eighty three. Yeah, eighty three years old had the body of a fifty year old. So, in the mind of a 150-year-old. <laughs> he was a, uh, uh optometrist doctor. Mm. And uh, some, he didn't really hike until he was around 50. And now he has over 50,000 trail miles. He kind of just walked away from his life, honestly. Um, and now he's, he's living in a CCC cabin up in, uh, up in Flag Mountain. So Incredible. Yeah. Incredible dude. Uh, out of all the hikers you've hiked with, is he sort of singular in his kind oh, of uh, yeah. awesomeness or uniqueness? I watched him. He fell down going through the whites. Um, he was swinging around a tree. And he, <laughs> he fell down and his elbows started bleeding. And I mean, I did. I watched him cry, actual tears. And I was like, my God, is it? Because I think his fear was that was the end of his hike. Mm. And then... So I said, okay, let's let's take care of your elbow. Let's just let's just sit here for a minute. And then he, he looked at me with a stern look and he said, Why do you think if I sit here and complain about it, it'll go away? And then he got up and he walked away. And I was like, wow. what drive? You know? Wow. What drive? Because I knew he was in pain. I knew he was in a lot of pain. Sure. But he just walked. He was like, you know, the 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 body's gonna fall apart. There's no preventing that. Mm. But the heart must go on. And that's that's what he showed me. He's a real cool dude. Cool dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the New York Times wrote an article about him too. So. Yeah. 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 Amazing. And, you know, the Appalachian Trail to some people, I think it's like just this like wild, foreign thing. And then to the people who do it, it's just like the most intimate, amazing adventure of all time. Right. <laughs> and yeah, there's there's nothing like being on the trail. It's a trail through your soul. It, it really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. Um, okay, final uh, final question I have for you. So I brought up vagabonding before, and uh, I'm going to try to speak to that author, Rolf, for the final episode of the podcast. So this is the penultimate podcast. Um, did you ever read uh, Vagabonding, or have you, have you heard about it before? I I've heard about it. it. Okay. Yeah. Just a book about uh, tra- long-term travel for cheap, and uh, had a lot of great advice um, that helped me think a little bit about my experience on the trail and would kind of generate conversation points with people when I would do the podcast. Uh, so I just want to read a little excerpt from the pod, uh, excerpt from the book on the pod, because I always would do this. And this one actually is kind of about returning back to society and how do you talk a little bit about the trail uh, in a professional setting. So um, here it is. 
You should enthusiastically and unapologetically include your vagabonding experience on your resume when you return. List the job skills travel has taught you. Independence, flexibility, negotiation, planning, boldness, self-sufficiency, improvisation. Speak frankly and confidently about your travel experiences. The odds are your next employer will be interested and impressed and a wee bit envious. Mm, very true. Yeah. How do you say so you, uh, do you I, agree I with the sentiment? With yeah. I agree with that completely. Um, if someone came to me and I had no knowledge of the Appalachian Trail, Pacific Crest Trail, whatever their journey was, if I had no knowledge and someone said to me, I started something that was so big and completed it or, or and did most of it, and learned these lessons along the way, I'd be like envious, first of all. <laughs> yeah. But I would definitely see that as positive qualities. Like, right. wow, you took on something bigger than yourself right. and, and pushed to this point. Yes, we would love your skills <laughs> right. and your, your drive. And yes, your work. So hire this man. <laughs> definitely. Put it on your resume. Be proud of it. Yeah. Be proud of that. I, I have it on mine. Uh, so I felt a little... A little silly putting it on, but I also, you know, tried to embody the idea of that quote. That's, and that's much better than my advice for going back to society. And yeah, no, well, I mean, it's uh, it's it's different. I think yours is about you know the soul and well, my uh, my advice is, is don't <laughs> right stay on the trail. Yeah, <laughs> do create create a life from the trail. Uh, I mean, I would like to do that. Go I, back, I mean, go yeah. back to society and make it a better place. Right, go back. Yeah. Hearts have been hardened throughout the world, and. Um, your hearts have been opened. And the only way to open other people's hearts is to unapologetically go back in and say, no, we are supposed to have love for our brothers. We are supposed to get up and work on a common goal. We are supposed to be acceptance of those who are different than us. Mm. And I'm going to be that way because I have these experiences. And and don't let the world chip away at that. Keep that in your heart. Love that. And, wow. and spread it. And spread it. Um, you'll, you'll find that other people will um, will be like you. If you um, if you show love, other people show love. If, you know, so beautiful. Yeah, Odie, thank you. I mean, I can't think of a better way to to end it. That's that's amazing. Show love. It's the Brooklyn way. We're up in Inwood at my place. It's the Inwood way. What can I say? <laughs> I'm uh, representing Harlem with Christmas trees. Harlem, my <laughs> my the neighborhood I grew up in before. I love Harlem. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you and. It's always amazing to speak to anyone about the trail who understands the trail. So yeah. uh, and that's been hard for me coming back. So this is really a, a treat. So thanks again. Sure. One step at a time. Hikers <laughs> hike. Hikers hike. Hikers hike.